and we are live with living the guide life out of minnesota today just got done as we talked about with turkey hunting kind of wrapping things up i know i still got a few buddies out in the woods for sea season but now it's just time to really grind those crappies out and soon enough we're gonna have walleye opener here kind of wrapping up the last few weeks and just get right into walleye fishing and it's going to be a lot of fun can't wait to get back out on the water um been a long time since i've done that since last year and just really trying to get on those crappies this year so i hope you guys are out there doing some fishing while you can as well as doing some trout fishing i know the water's starting to warm up a lot and the dry flies are really starting to hit down in southeast minnesota did a little bit of that last week when we were down at turkey camp wasn't as warm and then but they were hitting they were starting to hit a little bit on the dry flies and we'll start to see that progress as the season goes on so just get out there and uh explore the woods a little bit i know morales are going to start rolling in here as well hope you guys are out picking morales got a few buddies that have been doing that in some of the southern states and it's only a matter of time with this warm weather really coming up in minnesota that we'll really be able to start finding them here and if you haven't tried morels, they are amazing. So really, really try to figure out how you can try some of them because they are delicious. If you're a big mushroom guy like I am, they're just one of my favorites and can't stop eating them. But today's episode is brought to you by Chasing Fowl Outfitters. And we are continually booking hunts right now. So make sure you get on top of that and come hang with us. Um, I'd love to have you for early goose starts in September run it up to duck season, and then we really get hot and heavy during that November area, late, early December. That's really kind of the peak. So if you're really looking to shoot some dry field mallards and really get on some sweet goose hunts, that's, that's the time you want to book. And those, those dates are kind of closing up right now. So make sure if you want to do that, um, get a hold of us. Otherwise, early season, just a great time to go shoot big honkers. Season limit's five compared to the regular season, which is three for us. Um, just allows you to shoot more birds, man. So that's kind of the plus of early season. And I know Minnesota's kind of been talking about doing an early teal season, so we might open up something for that if that does go through. So keep that kind of in your mind as well. That'd be the first year for Minnesota, but still kind of on the brakes for that. So we're not really for sure on if that's going to be a possibility or not this year. But just thought I'd throw that out there for you guys that maybe want to do some early teal season hunting. Um, just get the gun ready back in groove and uh shooting those little fast buggers so we also have our first episode that's brought to you by bourbon media um just recently got together with them and we're going to be kind of changing some things in the podcast and the industry a little bit on how we can form this into a uh, better site for you guys and where i can post some of my blogs up about you know doing these different trips that i've been fortunate enough to take with some certain guides and dropping some films on that website as well so i'm going to give them a little time and uh to speak on their end so here you go guys if you're a small business owner in the outdoor industry we get it the words digital marketing can be intimidating you're a grunt work, sweat it out, bust your chops kind of person who's addicted to progress and put all of your time and energy into operating your business. We at Bourbon Media can help you push it even further. 
We're digital marketing experts. I'm talking web development, content creation, social media management, SEO, paid advertising, the whole nine yards. And as fellow outdoorsmen, we know the industry. Keep your business up to date and expand your reach with digital marketing that is directed at your core market. We are Bourbon Media. Cheers to progression. And they have an awesome commercial. That was really a treat to listen to. They're a lot of fun. Garrett's a great dude to work with. And uh, it's going to be really exciting to see where this partnership goes. But today we have Cade Tricky on. And Cade is a dive bomb guy, photographer, um, huge outdoorsman, loves to turkey hunt. And I get to sit down and chat with him a little bit about what all goes on with a traveling waterfowler and what it means to work with dive bomb work for dive bomb and kind of be their photo guy on all aspects of doing more social media stuff as well and just kind of dig into all of it um and then we also kind of hit him right in the middle of his mississippi turkey season so we get a chat on that a little bit on how those birds work and what he sees and kind of how frustrating they can be so it's fun and i know you guys will love this one so enjoy and we are live today with living the guide life and we have mr cage tricky on uh born from born and raised in arkansas and is a photographer for dive bomb and uh big old turkey hunter so how are we doing cage <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you? Just living the dream. Uh, about to go chase some white devils again. Shit, man. Somebody's got to do it. I'm glad it's you. <laughs> Somebody's got to save the tundra. Yeah, wait, man. You do any snow sun in the spring? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely do some, but not for my own pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I do it, you know, I do it obviously for work. Um, yeah. Golf ball, but I don't just necessarily like to go set white spreads in my free time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I, I definitely like to shoot them. You know, I like it just as much as anybody, but it's not my, uh, not one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Snuggies. Heard that. Well, yeah, no, I got, I get the luxury. I don't have to send any white spreads. Hopefully, uh, we're just going to be yeah. running and gunning with, uh, I got some good buddies up that run an outfit in northern, uh, South Dakota, and we're just going to go hunt, uh, big old loaf pond and they've been shooting right the shit out of them the last few days oh, yeah. yeah that you know i can get down with that, that <laughs> <sounds pretty> <laughs> oh yeah i that's what i like to do i mean it's it's oh, yeah. running hell man but you were talking about the turkey hunt it's been tough dude it's been brutal no it's definitely challenging this early in the season um, yeah so uh, mississippi uh opened up March 15th or something like that. Been hunting, you know, I think today was, yesterday was my first day to not hunt since the opener. Been lucky enough to see one die since the beginning of the season, but man, it's when you're going every day, all day, coming up short, it's, uh, it'll take a lot out of you down there. But, you know, it's one of my, one of my if not my favorite thing in the world to do. So, oh, absolutely. I don't like to complain about it too much. No, I'm just happy to be able to turkey hunt. Oh, exactly yeah and then what's kind of your uh background in hunting and how you got the part of dive bomb well uh, background in hunting, man i've been 
going on, you know, deer hunting with my dad, squirrel hunting, stuff like that, since I can remember. I've always been around it, but didn't really get into the waterfowl side of things until uh, I think I was you know, 13, 14, somewhere around there, going on youth hunts. I actually started going, killed my first duck on youth hunt. Oh, nice. Um, old guy, my, or one of the one of the deacons at our church actually took me on a youth hunt when I was a kid, killed my first gadwall then, mm. and uh, just kind of picked it up from there. And, you know, I kind of found a love for waterfowl hunting or anything. I love to hunt anything, but waterfowl was definitely something special to me. Yeah. Um, and I did it throughout my younger years and uh, high school and stuff. Really got into it more in high school and started to get into the photography things a little bit too. Just kind of picked it up as a hobby, started taking some pictures. And, uh, you know, one thing just kind of led to another. I can't take credit for a lot of it. A lot of it I feel like I've uh, been blessed with and you know, there's been things that in front of me that I maybe didn't necessarily feel like I deserved or that I'd earned in some ways. But, uh, you know, one thing just led to another. and I've been able to meet some really good people, some really uh, big names. And really, honestly, just was able to hit it off from the beginning with the right people. Yeah. Um, and, and help me, you know, protect my craft and helping me protect my craft, do the photography and Met Asher a couple, oh, I don't know, four years ago now, and with Dive Bomb, and started working a relationship there. And then when we got out of high school, the relationship kept growing, and uh, they got to a point where they needed to, not, to hire a new photographer, and I was uh, perfect fit, I guess. I fresh out of high school, no college plans, just want to hunt, take pictures, and that's what they needed. Yeah. So here we are, a year and a half later, uh, still working full time for Dive Bomb. And, Trying to take care of all the photo needs and all the media, social media, customer service, uh, stuff like that on on that side of things. So that's awesome. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, wrapped up in a nutshell. Uh, but yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, I, and I probably did a terrible job at explaining that. It probably didn't make sense to anybody, <laughs> but uh, that's just kind of a short story of. A condensed version of how I've gotten to where I am, I guess. Hey, I mean, some of the trips that you've been able to take while working on Unreal. Unreal. Got to do some really, really cool stuff this year, dude. Yeah. I mean, God, the last trip you guys made looked fucking sweet. Yeah, dude, that was that one always definitely comes up to the top of my top of my thoughts whenever we start talking about this past year's travel. Dude, the last that was that was unlike anything I've ever seen. Is I mean, not described. It was awesome. Yeah, as you can probably tell by all the videos, <laughs> pictures, and stuff. Oh, absolutely! And how so, many states did you go to this year? Man, honestly, I haven't sat down and counted them, but I think it would probably be somewhere around 15, 16 ish. Jeez. But both of, I mean, a couple of those we hit multiple times, you know, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of the central flyway, like Kansas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, a lot of those states we hit maybe three or four times in a season. So. Yeah. A lot of trips, man, been going pretty solid since, you know, well, I guess we're done now. We wrapped it up about a week and a half ago, but from pretty much the beginning of September, well, technically we started, I guess, August 20th or August 15th, maybe, whatever it was, North Dakota, early honkers have been going up until the uh, first of March or mid-March so been a 
been a long waterfowl season, man. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> that wears on you a little bit, I can imagine. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Sleeping in hotels and stuff like that. Yeah, never knowing where you're going to crash the night, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always different. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I know you guys hunted with uh, some of my buddies up in North Dakota, the smacking guys. Yeah, dude. I love those guys. Yeah, they cracked me up. They are, They're cool, dude. That was, that was one of our, or one of my favorite hunts the whole season, honestly, too, when they were hunting with them. It was a damn good hunt, but then their company was awesome as well. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was up, I was out west when uh, you guys were hunting out there, and then I got ended, up, ended up tagging with them. After you guys left, I think, and kind of just Hell messed yeah. around and kind of shot some birds, so it was good. Don't complain. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your favorite state to go hunt? Favorite state to go hunt? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, damn. I don't know. I guess that's excluding Arkansas because that's my home. It's my favorite place to go travel away from home. Ah. Uh, I don't know, man. Kansas is always fun. There's such a variety. Uh, North Dakota, the Dakotas are obviously fun. Uh, I don't know. East Washington. I mean, West Washington is fun. Shooting widgeon. Yeah. There's there's just so much variety, man. I don't really have a favorite, to be honest with you. They're all, I definitely have, I guess, some that I like more than others, but I don't know if I can just pick a favorite. Yeah. I guess, I guess my favorite would just be Arkansas, honestly. Mm -hmm. Shooting Shooting ducks in the woods, definitely probably my favorite yeah that seems but like that such a cool awesome. gig yeah it's awesome man i was uh kind of took it for granted i guess in my younger years that's all i'd ever you know that's how i learned to hunt I was in the woods i never knew people shot ducks in dry cornfields until a couple of years ago but <laughs> now getting get to see it getting to see the whole picture now i realize how lucky i am to, to live where i can hunt in the woods yeah uh, right 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 there at home you know it's definitely different from anything find anywhere else a lot of people i guess you know that's on their bucket list or whatever to do that in their lifetime i've got to grow up to it so definitely definitely call that home oh yeah absolutely yeah that's that's something i definitely would uh definitely want to like to try out here in the future have you ever have you ever been down south on a duck uh i mean the most south i've been was when i went out with uh cadillac um, down in Texas. Oh yeah, love it. Oh yeah, uh, Amarillo. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are good dudes. We went and uh, I went and hung around with them for a couple of days, and uh, they invited cool me dudes. down to go chase some little geese. So that was pretty sweet. How, how was that? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Well, Toby texted me like the week before, and he's like, "Man, it's been tough. Like, we can get you." Uh, yeah we can get you on a different date next year um if you want to come down i'm like man honestly i'll come down You're just like, nah, let's just send it. yeah <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna go for it like get, get to meet you guys and everything like that and the first two days were tough like birds yeah. are fucking stale but then the yeah. last two we beat them up yeah. like and then it got real cold after that and then boys were uh they were they were not happy about that yeah, dude, we were down there. I can't remember what when it was. I think it was, I want to say November, maybe, I guess. I can't remember when it was, but we were down there during that big snowstorm in Texas. Yeah. Uh, dude, it was bitterly cold, especially for Texas. Like, I did not pack enough clothes for that trip. 
<laughs> oh yeah. So it was it was freezing. I mean, we had like it was a lot of like icy fog, and so yeah, it was like it was getting cold. And then right when I left, they they got really cold, like down to like negative twenty. They were saying it felt like, um, and yeah, it was it was something else. That big that big cold front down there was not too good for them boys. But yeah, no, it was it was fun. I had a blast with Tim, and like it was no complaints. And uh, yeah, yes, yeah. But I want to kind of hear about that uh, banding deal you guys did. What's one? The that, banding? Yeah, that seems pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, man, it was awesome. Uh, that was that took place at Two Rivers Duck Club in Arkansas. Yeah, uh, and me and Ashley went over there with the. Uh, Osborne Banding Project. So it's Doug Osborne runs that program, and uh, dude, it was it's badass. Put, I mean, putting bands on Doug is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, we did something like that up in uh, Northern Minnesota a couple of years ago, and it was one of the neatest things ever to go put that. bands on ducks. Yeah, like I'm getting to see a couple different, you know, times in my life where we kill a banded bird or goose or duck or something that's always cool but to see it get put on and look at it new and like yeah i don't know a lot of like you know you kill those old birds where you can't read the numbers on them mm-hmm. and you can, you don't even know how old they are and then you see the band new like it just makes you think like damn for that bird to have lived that long and rub those numbers off this thing gotta be old like he was alive for a long time <laughs> oh yeah we killed well, i don't know it was just it was just cool yeah oh yeah Catching, you know, they said so they had the duck traps in the woods. Uh, we caught like 80 mallards when we went to check the traps to ban them. So, getting hold, you know, obviously those live mallards and getting to see them up close, not dead, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did they like set the traps? Because I know when we did it, it was like you'd put corn right in the middle of it and mm. then they just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if these are the same kind of traps. I'm sure they are. Same concept, anyways. Basically, they just go in the woods after duck season and start out just putting corn out, baiting them, and getting the ducks using that area. And then they, you know, start putting bait in a smaller and smaller area. And eventually, they put the trap out with, with the top off of it where the ducks can get out of it. And they start getting them used to going in the trap, I think. And then they, they cage up. They, it basically works uh, just like a mini trap or something for yeah. like a funnel. So they can swim in. And technically, they can swim right back out, but they're not smart enough to figure that out. So they swim in, eat the corn, and then it's like a ball trap. So they're just stuck. Uh, and then you just go in there, open the gate, you go in there with the dip net, and uh, just catch them, put them in boxes, take them back, and then they do all the banding and research and everything, and then let them go off the back porch, actually. So, oh, yeah. That's a good it was deal, then. Uh, it was cool seeing that many live ducks in the woods. It's kind of weird whenever you see them all like that, you're holding them when they're alive. <laughs> kind of makes you think like how can I get fired up just go make a hundred stack of these things whatever <laughs> now I'm just standing there I'm holding them while they're alive <laughs> I bet oh yeah yeah no it, it's some just something about it it's really cool I mean just to have yeah. those ducks and then like like you're saying you go kill an old band like we killed I was just out in South Dakota got back today or two days ago and uh killed a neck collar out there on a oh, snow yeah, and what like color was it? yellow. 
That's sick. Yeah. And what I was mean, it from? Uh, none of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. And it was like the glue was like coming off the neck collar, so like you could literally slide it right off. Yeah. And then yeah. like that band was so thin on it. I mean, it was a 15 year old or more bird. Did y'all see the collar before you shot, or did you just see it when you picked it up? No, <laughs> so it was actually hilarious. Uh, my buddy Shane, who's the guy out there, um, he was on the far right side. And the single came in, and uh, the, the client's like, yeah, just shoot him, shoot him. And so he shoots him, and then, like, right when it drops, they're like, yeah, I think something's wrong with his neck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes running over there, and he's like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> Damn. It, it's always the single that comes in on the right side, dude. Like, it's always something like that. Oh, yeah. It, I swear. Like, every, every duck band that I've built, it's been a single. I swear, it's always either it's either a single or it's like a triple that nobody else wanted to chase. Yeah. Or like maybe a triple that you found in a field that wasn't even from your aunt. Just something. It seems like it's always something crazy. Oh yeah, and then yeah, it's just it was something else. I mean, they got they got pretty hyped up about that, and then for him to yeah, get that neck collar and know who shot it, that was a good deal for him. Yeah, it's pretty sick. But yeah, I mean, that was the first time I've seen a neck collar killed. So that was that was a whole yeah, ball game. I've never seen one in person. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty sweet. Pretty cool. Some something I'll uh, never forget. That's for sure. Hell yeah, I bet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was it was something else. No, we actually killed that uh, when we were up there um, in North Dakota. We killed a mallard from Arkansas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Did, did it say what part Arkansas? I forgot what it was. My buddy got it. Um, but yeah, somewhere in Arkansas, like it was That's shot. Cool. Like, I mean, it was banded like that year, and uh, nice. so it flew back up, and then we killed huh. it on the way back down. That's cool. Yeah, it was kind of kind of something sweet. But um, yeah, no, I kind of want to dig into uh. How uh dive bombs all working? You guys got the squad fest coming up. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's gonna you be, be there for that. Hell yeah, I'll be there for sure. Good deal. Are you? I think I'm gonna run down there. Yeah, you should, man. It's gonna be a good time. It'll be a lot of cool people there. Yeah, I was uh talking to Cody a little bit about it, and yeah. uh, he was saying, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. And then I had Forrest um jump on, and he gave me more of a description on it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a hell of a time. Hell yeah, man. It's going to be a good time for sure. Good to see some uh, calling competitions and yep. just a big party. Sounds like. Are you going to Are you gonna blow in any of the competitions? I doubt it. I, I ain't that yeah. good. Yeah, I feel <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't the competition calling type of guy. But, Me uh, neither, man. I heard that. But, yeah. It'll be fun to watch, though. Oh, it'll be a blast. And I think... Uh, Chance was gonna possibly go do some competition calling. Um, right on. I think he was gonna do the meat ducker. He was telling me about that, but yeah, yeah. no, it should be should be a blast. I know a bunch of people. Um, yeah, dude, are like be there. That, that's what I was gonna say. Even if you're not into like the competition calling sort of thing, like there's gonna be so many like big names and yeah, incredible people in the industry. There, it's it's just gonna be a big. I don't know what to call it. A big old good time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like for the people that are um, 
able to talk to those bigger names and learn from them. Exactly, uh, Dave. That'll be a great deal for them. Kind of learn yeah, how to yeah. do different exactly. stuff. There's a lot of value there just being able to, you know, I was talking the other day, like, if I didn't, or if I, say I wasn't working with that bomb and I didn't already um, have a relationship with a lot of these guys, like, if yeah. I was just, if you would have taken me two years ago and told me about the squad test thing, I'd be making damn sure I was there just to be able to shake hands and put a, a face with my brand and, like, just be able to meet people because it's such a good opportunity to meet people in person that you probably won't ever have again, honestly, to meet yeah. that many people. Oh, like if you're if you're wanting to you know network and make relationships and meet new people, this is definitely the event to do it. Yeah. And I mean like the amount of people that I've had on the podcast that are gonna be there, uh, like you're saying, finally be able to shake their hand and right. put a face to the name and everything. Exactly. And that'll be exactly. that'll be cool and I'm sure you got guys that'll come down and ask how to run certain spreads and stuff like that. That's just a good, good way to kind of figure that all out. Yep. yep. There's going to be a lot of killers there. Oh yeah. There's no question about it. Yeah. No, like with, uh, with dive bomb and photography work and all that kind of stuff, um, you guys got your dry bags and all that kind of stuff. How's that been yeah. working out? It's been going good, man. We're, we're doing well with the sales and, um, the drive bags are awesome, dude. I freaking love them. I've got my cooler in the back of my truck right now. Um, the soft side coolers are sick, man. Those gun cases that we've got, the waterproof ones, you know, we duck hunting for me at home. If you're duck hunting during water and having waterproof stuff like that, it's been a game changer. I've never, I've never had a gun that, I mean, I've had gun cases in the past that were advertised as waterproof or floating or whatever, but up until now, I've never actually had one that. It really was, but yeah, our gun our gun case is completely waterproof, uh, which is a game changer for home in Arkansas for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's sweet. Cause yeah, I mean, I was looking at them. I mean, we don't do much water hunting. I mean, it's mainly field hunting, but I mean, yeah. just such a such a sweet gun case. Like, yeah, not? even if you don't hunt water, I mean, even if I didn't hunt water, I'd probably still use it because it's still gonna get muddy and rained on and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then those those floaters, what do you think about that running them in the trees in Arkansas? I love them. Personally, I think they look like a duck. They're not not oversized to a point where they look fake, like some oversized decoys. Yeah. Um, They just look real. You put them in the woods, look at them from a distance, and they just look like real ducks. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, when you guys are. uh, because I mean, you got so many now different decoys that you guys have came out with socks and yeah. different stuff. Yeah. And uh, how's that been to uh, kind of see them out in the field and get to work with them every day? It's awesome, man. Like I said, growing up, I wasn't as very well rounded when it came to waterfowl hunting because all I've ever done was Arkansas. But now, a couple years into this thing, getting to hunt all these different species and in different areas seeing how different people run their spreads differently and how they use different, you know, maybe even use different, um, like silhouettes over stocks in certain areas, big geese versus little geese, uh, west coast to east coast, things like that. Seeing different areas, different species, um, and the way that, that people hunt them, you know, maybe people hunting the exact same bird on different parts of the world hunt them in totally different ways. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's, that's really cool getting to see how people, 
um, use different tactics and do different things to the same end goal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I was talking when I was talking to Forrest about you know running silhouettes and socks and different stuff like that. Yeah. And you kind of opened my mind up on like running big geese compared to little geese on if you look out in the field and you're looking at big geese, they're not moving around much. And then when you look at the little ones, they're jumping over each other, da da da. Right. And uh like that's why the exactly. socks work so well on those little Absolutely. geese. They just move Absolutely. so much. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the big geese typically they're more lethargic. Yeah. Uh, they just look like you know, sometimes Big geese out the field, you know, they don't even look like they're moving. Um, and so that's what you want to go with decoys, either, you know, a silhouette or a full body or something like that. And socks, definitely for lessers, like yeah. you're saying, you know, snow geese the same way. The smaller geese, the more active, aggressive feeders, definitely socks. You want to utilize them more. Yeah. But, and how have you seen the silhouettes work with uh, snow geese? Man, honestly, I haven't, we haven't ran like a full silhouette snow goose spread yeah um you know, t- typically we're running a lot of stocks with them so can't say for sure on just silhouette but they definitely you know they're definitely a great tool to mix together we run make silhouette stocks for snow geese all the time um you know i can definitely vouch for that but as far as full silhouette spread for snow geese can't, i've never done it so i can't say but i wouldn't be scared to try it i would yeah. do it right, in the right conditions yeah oh absolutely yeah no that's that's pretty sweet of you guys uh and then you got the crane socks that are coming out too. How do you think yeah. those will perform? Well, we actually hunted over them. You know, I'm not a crane guy by any means. I've hunted cranes one time in my life, or okay. two times in my life, but in the same weekend. But yeah, uh, we actually we ran the crane socks with Hunter uh, Pippi at Final Descent this year. Yeah, and we shot our crane. I mean, they decoyed just like they're supposed to. And I'm not a huge crane guy. I don't. I'm not going to get into specifics on those because I don't know what I'm talking about but I know I know that we shot them over <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah no that's that's sweet there's just so many you guys have really made so much more opportunity on different types yeah. of honey absolutely yeah and that's been sure, you know we take a couple of kids in high school that trying to put their put their money together and uh, you know make some decoys and blinds or whatever and be able to hunt maybe it's three friends or something they got 100 bucks each for christmas they got 300 bucks to spend on decoys where they could get you know six or a dozen full bodies or five dozen silhouettes kind of a no-brainer yeah um, but and that's just one example but it definitely has changed the way people hunt um and you know we didn't invent the silhouette we're not the creators of the silhouette decoy by any means we've just kind of made it reintroduced to the exactly reintroduced it um made it accessible to the average hunter at a at a good price and a good product at the same time and it's definitely changed the way a lot of people hunt you know a lot of people used to never run more than a dozen decoys especially on big geese yeah. now people are able to run five dozen uh, put them in their truck bed with their layouts you know, it's definitely changed the game oh absolutely i mean i've even noticed that um like when i started waterfowl hunting you could only buy so many full bodies with the money you make uh, right. from your side jobs and stuff like that. But now you can go buy five dozen, no problem, and kind of really yep. bulk up your spread. Absolutely. Even if you, you know, if you've got those two dozen full bodies that you've had for ten years, now you can go buy 
five dozen silhouettes to run with your full body is yeah. double the size of your spread for the price of a, another dozen full bodies. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about what happened to your truck. I saw some kind of got beat Shit. up. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I think that was in February. We were going to no goose hunt with Hunter Alverson, Twisted Love Guide Service. Yeah. He's in Arkansas, so we, I was driving from home that morning. Asher was driving from his house. And in central Arkansas, we were supposed to meet in the field, and I got less than a mile from where we were supposed to meet, come over a railroad track. And uh, hit a huge pothole, and and I don't even know what happened. It just, uh, dude, it, it was a bad day, man. I, I don't even like to think about it. <laughs> uh, it was a one of those day, things. Dude. It was one of those things, man. It it definitely contributes to my love hate relationship with Snowgies. I blame it on the Snowgies. As you should. Like, <laughs> like that's a given. Those goddamn yeah. white devils make you do things you don't want to. Gosh, man, man. Mm. Yeah, that'll be fun. But you're gonna be chasing the turkeys pretty hard then. Yeah, man. Mississippi. I, yeah, for sure. Well, I started Mississippi. Um, planning plan on probably going back tomorrow after this storm pushes through. But yeah, I should be chasing them. Uh, I'll probably do Mississippi for another weekend. Hopefully, kill one so I don't have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I plan on doing Arkansas for sure. Obviously, uh, I want to try to slip over to Oklahoma. Maybe Kansas. I want to go to Rio, and then I'm gonna go uh, mid-April. Plan on going flying up to uh, Virginia and hunt for a couple of days with uh, Nick. Yeah. Coast. We're gonna we're gonna chase him for a couple of days up there, depending on a couple of different things. But possibly there's there's a possibility that we may hop in the truck after Virginia and, and try to knock out a few of those northeast northeastern states. Um, and then I've got to try to get to Michigan to hunt with Kyle uh, Jones. He's got a place up there. Um, invited me to come up for a couple of days. So I may try to do Michigan as well. And probably Tennessee is also at some point. I don't really have a schedule. Yeah. You know, we've got such, such a strict schedule going through waterfowl season, you know, just checking them off one destination after another. Uh, so when turkey season rolls around, I kind of get to put my own schedule together kind of like to keep it open and flexible and just kind of see where the wind takes me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just kinda, just kinda, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to say, I kind of like to relax a little bit on the traveling part of it. Just, you know, I still like to travel and still want to travel for turkeys, but not be so strict on where I'm going and when I got to be there. Just kind of go when, when I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine like hunting all around where you do. And all, but there's also that piece that it's worth. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of people may not understand that, which from the outside it may be hard to understand. But um, yeah, I mean, it definitely we get to see a lot of cool things, and you know, we're we're definitely blessed to get to be able to do what we do and hunt the things and the places that we do it. But at the same time, you know, it, it definitely is work, and we do have a job to do while we're there. Um, but you know, it's all. That's all part of the game, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I absolutely love the company that I work for, for what we stand for, the things that we do. You know, I'm, I'm 100 percent behind that bomb, and they yeah. get their, they get their, they get everything from me. So, um, you know, it is work, but trying to think it, think about it like that, kind of just try to keep it. Um, it is what it is, man. You get to 
you get to have fun, you get to see a lot of cool things and work while you're there and meet, meet new people. And at the end of the day, it's a good time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When you're, you're talking, you do a little bit of the social media work for dive bomb as well. What's kind of the stuff that you work on with that? Uh, just, you know, responding to Instagram, DMs, Facebook messages, keeping our customers, you know, we try to stay, you know, if you send a message to dive bomb, you should get a response within an hour. Most of the time, you know, yeah. unless we're just all in the field at one time, but Typically, if you, if you send a message to that line, you get a response pretty quick. And so that's kind of my job as well with Kyle and Forrest and Asher and those guys. You know, we, we stay active on social media, responding to customers. Uh, you know, Asher handles all the everyday posts as far as, like, the main, the main feed on Instagram. He handles that. And then we do a lot of the repost stuff, uh, a lot of our, like, new products, back in stock, that type of stuff on the stories. and take care of a lot of that. Okay. Um, and then just responding to emails of customers, you know, customer service returns, stuff like that. Um, if somebody's not satisfied, get them on the phone and talk to them and figure out why they're not satisfied and what we can do to, to get them satisfied. Uh, most of the time, that's not the case, but you know, there's every customer's different. You've got to take the time to um, talk to them and, and get to know them and see it from their side and try to work with them. So that's, that's kind of my job is just to, uh, be, be personable with our customers and be able to uh, you know, have some sympathy in some areas and then yeah. in other areas not so much. Just be able to put a personal relationship with it, not feel like you're talking to a robot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like when you send when you send an email to a company, you hope to get a response back that's genuine. Um, and so that's that's kind of what we do. Try to stay genuine with our responses and not not let anything get too cookie cutter. Um, mm-hmm. Keep everything keep everything organic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a, and that's a big part. That's a big part of dive bomb uh, as a company. Just keeping things organic, keeping things real. You know, we don't we don't push anything we don't believe in. We don't obviously don't try to sell anything that we don't use in the field. And uh, you know that that definitely stands true for our product. But then, um, you know, our guys, the people that we have on board, you know, we we just we just want to be real with people. We don't want to. We want to shoot people straight and uh, be honest with people and help people in as many different ways as we can while being real and not just bullshitting somebody. So yeah, uh, that's a big thing for us, just being real with people. And that goes a long way to the consumer. Whenever you reach out to a company and they're real with you and they'll, they'll shoot you straight, that means a lot. A lot of times that'll lead to return business. So. Oh, absolutely. And that's I mean, kind of the goal there. Yeah. And like I've messaged companies about, something breaking or whatnot and to kind of hear what you guys are saying because you don't get that i mean a ton there's a lot of people you're just hoping for an email back about that product right, right. and to build that up that i mean that shows true colors of dive bomb yeah yeah for sure i, I think so too yeah well, that's, that's a great deal and then uh with like your photography work and all that kind of stuff um what do you kind of see yourself kind of setting goals as you go on there's something that you'd like to do um maybe something you'd like to kind of get into or a next job or whatnot or kind of what's your no uh honestly i i don't you know i always like to plan ahead and try to keep my eyes on the future and yeah and know where i'm headed but at the same time i try not to get ahead of myself um i realize that 
I'm pretty blessed with the job I have get fixed get to do the things I do. So yeah. To be honest with you, I haven't I haven't done a whole lot of thinking about like, you know, my next job or anything like that. You know, I'm really happy where I'm at, glad to work where I do. And so really my, my goals moving forward right now are just um, any of the goals that I have you know, involved dive bomb. I don't have any goals that are excluding that. Uh, everything that I want to do from here on out. For now, you know, it definitely involves dive bomb. Just whatever can help the company grow will help me grow. Yeah. And we'll grow together. And so, you know, right now I'm just doing what I can to grow the company and help the company. And, uh, you know, I'm just giving give them the best I got. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just got, you got a bunch of great guys working there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing, man. I, it's not just the job itself. That's, that's so cool to me. It's just the people I get to work with, you know, yeah. when, when we're on the road, it's not like we're, hanging out with our coworkers, you know, we're, we're basically just hanging out with our best friends. So yeah, that definitely adds another factor to it that makes it um, a little bit sweeter. Just being able to do it with your buddies. Yeah. Uh, and all of the guys that we've got on board are, are super good guys and we're all like brothers to each other. So there's no conflict there. That definitely makes things run hundred times smoother when everybody gets along. So. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. If you're going to be on the road for that long, I'd hope you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're like best buds with who you're with. Definitely, definitely, you uh, you definitely get close. <laughs> mhm. No, oh, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That's great to hear. And I mean, I've had the privilege to talk to Forrest and then Cody and yeah, all them guys, and talk to Nick as well. Um, yeah, just nothing but good things to say. Absolutely. And that's cool. But yeah, no, that that turkey tour that you got going, on, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, man. I'm uh. I just love to be chasing them, man. I love to kill them, and I love to hunt them at the same time. I try not to get too caught up in the kill and pulling the trigger on one, although I do love it. Yeah. But I, I just, man, I'm just happy to be able to start to hunt as much as I get to during the spring and get to do what I really enjoy and kind of take away from the hunting. Turkey hunting for me is kind of where I get mine, you know, waterfowling. Uh, kind of a job for me now you know yeah. i definitely still get to have fun hunts and a lot of the hunts are fun hunts and work at the same time but with that bomb being such a big thing in my life in the fall and winter um and into the spring whenever turkey turkey season rolls around that's kind of where i like to slow down and uh really enjoy turkey hunting for what it is and you know win or lose kill one or not doesn't really matter to me anymore i just i just love turkey hunt man that's what i like to do in the springtime so i'm gonna try to knock out as many states this spring as i can but if i only knock out two if i only knock out one i won't be upset man I'm just just glad to get to do it yeah oh yeah that's that's great for you to be able to go do your fun hunts and stuff like that do you get a fun hunt around uh arkansas for yeah talk? yeah so yeah so um whenever i get home from a trip Usually I've got a couple of days or, or maybe a week, depending on the time of the year. Um, you know, if we've got Christmas break or something like that, then yeah. I guess technically that means I've got a week to hunt, hunt. So when I'm home, I definitely do. I don't necessarily hunt with a lot of people when I'm at home. I like to keep it small, usually just me or one other buddy. Yeah. Um, and then my dog. So this was my, this past season was my dog's first season. I got him this past summer. I did a lot of the training myself and everything. So when I got home this year from from a trip or had a little bit of a break, I usually spent it uh, in the woods just buddy hunting with me and one other guy, my dog, and just kind of enjoying it. 
relaxing awesome. a little bit. But yeah, I definitely get to do my fair share of fun hunting during the season at home. Yeah. You ever plan on bringing your dog along with you on the road for next yeah, one all season? Yeah, man. I definitely love to. It's kind of, I guess, just going to depend on the logistics of the trip, whether we're flying or driving or things like that. But uh, definitely, you know, we've got a lot of trips, a lot of dive bomb hunts that we do here in Arkansas. So I think that'll definitely, a lot of the spec hunts that we do, snow geese and ducks here at home that are for dive bomb. I think Dickie will definitely get to come up with a couple of those. But as far as traveling on the road, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think he'll fly with me, but yeah. maybe if we drive to Texas or something, I'll get to bring it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, love to, though. I hope so. Yeah, no kidding. And how was uh, <laughs> how was training the dog? Like just you and the dog. Oh, I love it, man. It's I love it. It's been kind of giving me a new uh, shit. I don't know the word for it, but kind of a different perspective on hunting, on fun hunting. When I have my own free time now, I get to hunt with my own dog. So that that makes it more fun to me. You don't necessarily have to make a pile every time for. For my dog to enjoy it whenever he's enjoying it and have a good time most yeah. of the time i am too so uh it's awesome um get to get to hunt with a dog that you've trained and have a connection with and be able to perform in the woods in front of different people and uh hopefully execute the way he's supposed to he's, he's done really well he's definitely still young and uh got a lot of puppy energy but yeah he's doing really well man he's got to work in the yard at least well, every day when I'm home, you know, I'm on the road a lot, so we don't get to train every day. But every day when I am home, we're in the yard throwing bumpers and trying to stay sharp. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just something about hunting with your own dog. Like, you just can't It is, it. man. It's, it's just fun. You know, I've heard it forever. You know, man's best friend, all that stuff. I've always heard that. Never doubted it, but until I had my own dog, I could experience it for myself. I didn't truly understand what that little thing meant. But now I do understand it's, uh, it's different than just killing birds whenever you get your own dog with you. Yeah. And it's just so much fun to see the dog work. I mean, Definitely. with me, like, I do a decent amount of upland hunting and then, like, a lot yeah. of lot of waterfall hunting with my dog. And, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like, I know, just... man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a different, a different thing. I think you you kind of pick up a little bit later and you're, you know, it's not something that you usually get whenever you first start hunting. You don't usually get to experience your own hunting dog in yeah. those early years. So it's kind of something that you grow into and get to experience a little bit later in your career. Uh, but, but yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so fun. And I mean, like some of the guys that got uh, like really good dogs that I hunt with and being able to watch and go make huge retrieves on birds. Mm-hmm. And- Sale. I mean, that's just yeah, that's unreal. So cool. Like it is. And it's a great tool too. I mean, not having yeah, to it absolutely go chase them. Yeah. And then I can imagine like hunting in the timber where you're at. Yeah. Lose a yeah. lot more, less duck just having Honestly, a dog there. Yeah, like it's like a conservation thing, even like yeah, because you think about especially hunting in the woods, like you said, like it can be hard to chase a a crippled duck in the woods whenever you got to run through the water. And, stumps and stuff like that sometimes those ducks are crippled they you know they just got a broken wing they hit the water it don't take them long they'll find a stump and get get covered up you'll never find them so having a dog definitely um I de- that definitely opened my eyes this year how many ducks how many less ducks you lose 
Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I lost a single cripple, honestly, on, on my fun hunts when I had my dog. He, he, he got damn near all of them. So yeah. it definitely, definitely saves you a lot of time and a lot of steps, but also, you know, keeps you from losing birds. You otherwise might not have got. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to uh, hear more about your photography work. I mean, your work is unbelievable, dude. Like, I these, appreciate that, man. These photos that I've been looking through are just super cool. Thanks, man. Is there any, like, how do you kind of look for your certain shots? Like, man, uh, that's a million dollar question. To be honest <laughs> with you, with the photography thing, I, you know, I, I love to do it. I've been doing it for, I guess, three, three years now. But, man, to be honest with you, I don't really know, like, a lot of times I'm just taking a shitload of pictures until I get something cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those guys that can just sit there for an hour and talk about cameras, man. Like I, I like to take pictures and I, I, I really do enjoy it, but it's not like, like hunting is what I love. It's not the photography. So yeah, like I do love photography. Don't get me wrong, but like hunting was my first passion. Like that's my true love. Yeah. Photography just kind of gives me a, an alleyway to, uh, you know, to use, I get to use my photography to get to hunt more, basically. But, yeah. you know, for the, as far as like getting those perfect shots or getting those cool shots, a lot of those, man, is just being in the right place at the right time. Um, and just, I don't like to say lucky, but a lot of them, I feel like I just, I got lucky and got <laughs> it at the right time and got the right thing in focus. And uh, it turned out well, but you'd, you'd be, mind blown to how many pictures i delete every time like i take so many freaking pictures and i always hate myself for it whenever i've got to edit but that's the only way that i can get the cool ones i'm not good enough to get them on the first try heard that yeah it was funny because i was talking to nick about his photography work a little bit and he's like yeah i mean honestly i just take the pictures and uh like mirrorless dslr like whatever it is like I, yeah, I don't know. Dude. Like you asked me camera questions. It's just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude. I think that's what me and Nick get along so well. Cause we're, we're real similar in that area. Like we both, we both obviously take pictures and we both enjoy it, but neither one of us are just like camera, like enthusiasts. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I can imagine like going around, traveling around. Um, and like your photography work has only gotten better as long yeah. as like well naturally you know just getting to do it as much as i do it naturally if you do if you practice something that much you should be getting better at it so yeah. uh but yeah i think a lot of my growth has just been from reps doing it so much just being able to you know you just pick up on things from doing it so much so i think that's where i've you know just experienced that's where i've learned a lot of stuff just by doing it oh yeah and then i'm sure like balancing it off other guys that are taking photos yeah, like Nick and definitely. stuff like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Learn something you'd never even think about. Or... For sure. Yeah. I've, I've learned everything I know. I've basically either figured it out or I've been able to hang out with the right person to teach me. Yeah. That's the biggest yeah. thing in waterfalling. I mean, you get a good mentor that's able to, yeah, uh, yeah. to show you the way and guide you. Yeah, exactly, man. Like networking is everything. Like, like we were talking about the squad test thing, being able to put a handshake with your face and introduce yourself in person. Like that goes such a long way because you never know whenever you're going to meet that person that's going to be that, that could be that mentor for you. Or, you know, you might go up and shake somebody's hand that you don't know from Adam 
turns into a conversation. One thing leads to another. Next week, you're at their house and y'all are working on something together. Like you just don't ever know the, uh, or the you don't ever know the possibilities with different people that you meet. So, oh, I, yeah, okay. find, finding that person that can be a mentor to you, somebody that you can look up to that'll uh, take the time to kind of teach you the the right way to do it. That's definitely a huge thing. Yeah, uh, and growing yourself is just put yourself surround yourself by the right people yeah and i mean you guys are doing like such a great job on building a community for waterfowl hunters and it's like honestly i mean if you don't have that mentor in your life um to be able to go to your guys's page to watch your youtube videos like for sure yeah the amount of information and the people Uh, willing to help yeah absolutely man like those build facts with forest videos that uh, forest does on YouTube. Like I've, I've learned personally, I've learned so much just from listening to forest Yeah. in those videos that we're putting up on the internet. Like those are such valuable things that people uh, otherwise may not ever get to learn. Like somebody that didn't grow up in a hunting family, Yeah. Um, you know, they may not have that dad or grandpa teaching the ways to do things the right way, but being able to put those, uh, being able to put that content on the internet for anybody to see, you know, that's a big thing. And uh, like the Facebook group page that we've got, uh, you know, going back to you never know who you're going to meet that'll be the right person for you. Like yeah. with that Facebook group, you can literally post anything, any kind of question that you've got in there. And it's not, for first of all, there's not going to be anybody hating on you in that page. There's not going to yeah. be any like negativity or downgrading in that page. Uh, but there's so many people in that community that are willing to help and willing to share the knowledge that they've gained over the course of their life. Uh, it's just, it's invaluable how much information can be held in one place. And I mean, all you have to do is ask questions to learn. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And like you're saying, the hate part of it. I mean, you go into many, many waterfall yeah. chats. Yeah any of them yeah and it's just like you're getting hit on every side of you they're just beating you up and it's like all right guys like you're beating up on let's say like a youth or whatnot and it's like got stick together i mean we're all waterfowl hunters we all want to do the same thing exactly waterfowl is the worst about it man Mm -hmm. like they're never nice to each other, whether it's like you come across somebody on public ground, obviously you're not going to be nice to them. And then yeah. it just, it's just a never ending thing with waterfowlers. It seems like nobody wants to help each other out yeah. for the most part, you know, but they're, I say that, but then There's, whenever you look back uh, at the right place, like if you go to the right place, like say you go to the dive bomb page, um, not saying that there isn't people in there that are capable of, of giving hate, but yeah. it just won't be tolerated on the page. It'll be deleted immediately. So yeah. it's no worry there, but, uh, and like you're saying, like there's a piece of it where it's like, all right, waterfowlers are willing to help, but that's only if you stay in your own lane. If you get out of that, good, yeah. like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Exactly. And I don't know. I mean, there's so many more. I feel like there's so many more young hunters these days than there ever has been because of social media and because of it being so widespread on the internet now, which isn't. You know, there's pros and cons of social media and, and the outdoors and waterfowl. And yeah. We don't have to get into all that, but, uh, you know, there's there's no doubt that there's more young hunters now than there ever has been. And, you know, it's easy to uh, judge somebody for, for doing something wrong. It's easy to look at a kid that's obviously pretty green and 
never has anybody to teach them the right way to do it or doing things um, in a way that you may not agree with. And it's easy to judge, easy to uh, come off as a, you know, with a with an aggressive tone or something. And, yeah. But you just never know. Like, that kid never had anybody in his life to teach him the right way to do things. And as long as you keep bringing negativity, then that just keeps shutting that door for him to ever have that right person. So, like, yeah. yeah, they may be doing things in a way that you don't agree with, but you can be that person to teach them the right way or at least encourage them to uh, look at doing things a little bit differently. And, yeah. You know, you can be the only person, the only influence they ever had to tell them not to do things or not tell people not how to do anything. But, um, you know, you may be that only person that that kid ever had to educate, um, to guide them or educate them or, you know, exactly teach yeah. them. Yeah, and I mean, like, here's that piece of it, like, okay, I don't care who you are, like, when you started out waterfall hunting, like, decoy spreads, yeah, like, exactly. calling fewer horseshit, like, you're not exactly. going to be smashing them up every weekend. And yeah, then, exactly. <laughs> and for the people that, I mean, even, like, I see it everywhere, like, I've had it when I was younger, like, older guys would be like, oh, yeah, nice job, I couldn't imagine only shooting two ducks. And it's like, yeah. dude, like, I'm literally fucking 16 years old. Like, I'm trying yeah. to learn as much as I can. And, uh, yeah, exactly. it's like, and- yeah, it's, it's a whole mess. And then it closes that door. Like, you're saying, it's like, well, if I'm going to keep getting shit on, like, why would I want to keep doing this? I'm, exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly, like man. the great thing about you guys, your page and everything like that on just really building people up. Mm hmm. Like any questions? About, yeah, and what it's all about? Yeah, and like the youth hunters now more than ever, like just need that education. Like yep. this is if you're looking for somebody like to help you out, don't be afraid to go reach out and like network Absolutely. with people, um, and just try to kind of learn different ways on how you can set your spread and whatnot, and ask for a mentor, like. Yeah, I mean, you've got access to social media now where you can literally, with one click of a button, you can send a message to anybody in the world that you want to. Like, take advantage of that. You don't have to be stuck in your old ways anymore. Yeah. Or past that, you've got you've got resources to uh, talk to people and, and ask questions. So take advantage of that. You know, send messages to people, and maybe not all of them are going to respond, but if you send enough, somebody's yeah. going to respond, and somebody's going to try to help. Oh, exactly. And I was watching a thing with Gary V on some young producer wanted to go start making music for rap artists. And he's like, if you message 90 of them, one of them is going to say, yeah, you can come do it. Yeah. Like, it's just, you got to keep asking and figure out who's going to help. Yeah. And it might, it might only take that one. You know, you might get 90 no's, but then when you get that yes, it might be the right yes. Yeah. And then then that's all stroke from there. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I mean, like the public land thing too, like the kids that don't have permission or whatever and uh, yeah. going out there and getting beat up um, from people that are saying, nah, you can't, you can't hunt around here. Don't, don't get too close or whatever and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I had Ben Potter on from Can Outdoors and Hunt 41 and yeah. to chat with him a little bit about that. And he was like, in one of the films for Hunt 41, uh, when he was out in California, He's like, they're going to hunt some public land right next to him that he's always grown up hunting on and whatnot. And he's like, man, everyone's out here to have fun. Like, that's That's what we do. Like, that's why we're out here. So, like, 
the more nice you can be or like, hey, I'm going to set up right here. It'd be best if you didn't set up 20 yards away from me or yeah. let me go to a different spot and not like totally hog in on your area. Or if you get that yeah. invite to hunt, like that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the public land deal, like I, I, I see both sides of it. You know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, I'm on the kid's side that's the young kid that may not have had the mentor in his life and doesn't necessarily know how to way i'm all for helping that kid but there's also another side of it uh to where you have those kids that think they know everything and then they they, they put themselves out there as the best and it's like when you see that you yeah. don't the last the last thing you want to do is share any of your knowledge with somebody like that because they're young they're obviously green and there's nothing in the world wrong with being young and green but mm-hmm. when you're at that point you just have to like even myself i'm i'm so much younger than the people i work with and i'm I just accept the fact that I don't have as much knowledge as them, and I just try to get there one day. You know, I try to, I'm trying to accumulate that knowledge throughout my life. But those kids that are young and uh, they try to, you know, put it out as they're the best in the game and yeah. always talk on social media and stuff <laughs> like that. The last thing you want to do is help those guys. So, you know, it kind of, kind of get what you put into it. Like, if you get on social media and try to act like one of those guys, you probably are going to get some hate. And there's not a lot of help like that's yeah. just the way it is so you yeah. definitely have to uh, you have to be smart about how you put yourself out there because the way people perceive you on social media you know that that determines whether they message you back or not a lot of times so oh exactly and i mean i ran into kids with their ego is through the roof and i'm like dude you've been doing this for like two years or whatever yeah. like you have seen nothing but at the same time it's like i would be willing to help you but if you're just gonna shit talk and be like nah that's, yeah. that's it nah, nah, nah. um yeah. then why would i then why would i want to go help a kid that thinks he's got he's it there. all done and then it's like exactly. it's those kids that are willing to be like hey man i've never been yeah. out like yeah. what, what can i learn from you and i mean i'm 20 years old I don't know anything like, I mean, yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to let my ego stand in the way of meeting all these people. And that's for sure. partially why I started the podcast was just hear different stories, learn different tactics, absolutely, like just different stuff like that. Yep. Yep. And, uh, it definitely just, you know, you, you get to decide your own fate with social media. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can but, be a, you can be a dick all the time or you can, actually yep. kind of per se yep. portray yourself as good person willing to learn and, i mean you yep. see guys all over social media that are just like i'm, I'm the best like i was like everybody's hey. a killer like <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i heard that uh yeah it's it's social media there's pros and cons to it like absolutely i mean there's good things that are willing to help, but at the same time, it's like, okay, all right, boys, calm down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, too, like, people really got to be careful on uh, what they're posting nowadays about honey. Like, yeah, definitely. See... Like, absolutely, man. That's a huge thing. Like, hunting, you know, for me and you, we know what hunting is, and we know that we're not, you know, we know that it's a good thing and that. Yeah. You know, you know, we don't have any any problem understanding that, but you've also got to understand that there is people out there in the world that weren't raised around hunting and they don't necessarily understand it. So what you put on social media basically 
is what determines how they feel or what they think about hunters. So, you know, if we're, you know, that's a big thing for me. I'm, I'm a big, I'm big on like the way you show yourself as an outdoorsman. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no sense in putting things that look cruel that maybe even they, like, there was a thing a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm sure you saw it. Um, the, I'm not going to use any names, but the guy put a picture of, I think it was a crippled crane. And there was a picture of a dude about to hit it in the head with a baseball bat. Like, yeah. why does that need to be on social media? I'm not saying that that, you know, you shoot a, a crane that's crippled. You need to take care of it the fastest way possible, however that may be. Yeah. You know, you, you take care of it and that's that. But there's no reason that that needs to be on social media for that, for people to see, like, that's yeah. not what hunting is, so that's not the way that we should show it. And, like, a big pet peeve of mine is, like, whenever – I don't know if you've seen this, but when people, like, shoot turkeys, um, a lot of times, like, if they shoot them close or whatever and they, they put a lot of holes in their head, they'll, like, cut the head off, stick the head on a water hose, and, oh, like, po- post a video of the water coming out of the turkey's head. I'm, like, like just showing off how good their pattern is. Like, dude, why does that need to be on social media? Why does anybody ever need to see that? Like – Somebody Jesus. sees that that's not an outdoorsman. Like, if I wasn't an outdoorsman at all and I saw a video of somebody sticking a water hose on a turkey's head after it was being cut off, like, that gives me no respect for somebody that hunts. Yeah. So, that's a, I mean, that's a big thing This in today's age on, on social media is the way that we, um, you know, put ourselves out there as, yeah. as a community. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, that's, that's, like, you'll see guys that, go out, they'll shoot their duck or whatever, and then they'll stand five feet away from it and shoot it again. Yeah, like, just dumb stuff like that. that I mean, it's just unnecessary. People, like, taking tall pictures with no clothes on. Like, yeah. well, how, is, how is that cool? Like, nobody thinks that's cool. But, like, like I, just, I just don't get it, man. Like, people putting, like, it, it just, the list is endless. People putting freaking ducks in their mouth and, yep. like, hold them with their teeth. Like, yep. like that's not cool like whoever told you that was cool like something's wrong with that yeah. that's not what's cool oh. like take like set up your palm picture make it look neat make like don't show anything gruesome like respect yeah. the harvest yeah. respect the animal that you chase and make it look the way that it's supposed to look and and then call it a day you don't have yeah. to post that other dumb shit <laughs> oh exactly like, whatever whatever you and your buddy do out there in the field on your buddy hunt I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. But you don't have to put it on social media. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people will use that. Uh, like, a lot, especially a lot of the younger guys you know, will use stuff like that to get clout, I guess you would yeah. call it. On, on, you know, just to get a lot of views. Yeah. Um, and that, that's just not the way it needs to be. But. No. No, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, when I was a lot younger, I mean, I posted a dumb video on uh, Snapchat or whatever. And my mentor was like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. take that shit off immediately. Yeah. And after that, I'm like, yeah. I was like pissed off a little bit at the moment. I was like, I thought that was funnier than hell. Da, da, da. And then I'm like, yeah. no, I need to realize like the people that don't hunt, like don't For understand sure. that. Like, For sure. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, we've all been there. We've all done dumb, we've all done dumb things. Yeah. Um, but it's just something that you, that you learn from and you, and you don't, you don't do it anymore in the future. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And I mean, like, like if you were see, if you saw Sarah Langbell's post on like the big, like the video of the deer, um, licking. Yeah. Like, people don't understand yeah. that 
like that buck was so in tune with breeding like yeah. you're not an outdoorsman like you don't understand that you just think like oh yeah. they killed their family member but like that's a video you guys just don't need to post up there yep for and sure then you have it on that big save the reef page and it's got a million followers and then you got another <laughs> couple guys that have yep. a couple million followers that repost it and it's like yeah come on yep and Definitely. and then i talked to like bart and ramsey um about the like uk trials and field dog trials over there and yeah. he really kind of opened my mind on like if you aren't like if you aren't in that tight circle or if you haven't been there multiple times or whatnot um like they won't allow you in because the amount of people from PETA and different groups like that that are willing to go in take videos and put it in yeah. their own opinion exactly yeah and like blow it up to the public yeah yeah you gotta be careful with what you put out there sure yeah and that's the thing like they phrase it on how they want it to seem not like your opinion or whatnot and then yep it's just it's a whole mess of things absolutely but and then i mean especially like nowadays on how easy everything's to post up or like blow yeah. up on like TikTok or mm-hmm. Instagram reels. Yeah, it's nothing anymore to get a million views on a video. Like that's an insane amount of people, but yeah, it's really. I mean, you post the right thing, you get a million views pretty easily these days on the internet. So, oh yeah, things, exactly. can get, things can get out of hand quick. Yeah, and then it's so much easier for people to target little guys that don't have the following or whatever, um, yeah. and just beat up on them take their videos whatever yep. it is and then that's just how it is definitely but yeah no it's it's interesting it's got to just stand together as hunters and yep and uh, make it how it is yep because yeah a lot of people a lot of people don't understand i mean i was talking to josh teff from falco yeah and uh he was kind of talking to me about everyone thinks that you're out there you just need to kill, 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 kill every single day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you think about how many hunts you go on where you don't kill them or you go on, like you were saying, turkey yeah. hunts. You go eight days yeah. and you don't see a turkey. Like, yeah, that's not the reason you keep going out because you like, right. it's the experience, the memories. Absolutely. And then there's yeah. also that piece of, yeah, I'm going after this bird, but. Just chasing them, man. Yeah. yeah. Just being out there chasing them. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to hear that input. And, Definitely. talk to these different guys but yeah i mean yeah like we were saying just gotta find a good mentor find somebody that's willing to help um yep. along the way and that'll be cool for everyone yep. to kind of put faces to names out of the dive bomb deal for sure yeah absolutely but yeah and then you're kind of uh you're quite the fisherman too aren't you hey, a little I, bit uh, of fishing yeah i like fish i not anything crazy i'm not not real good at it, but I can like do it. I uh, I I'll spend a lot of my summer days out on the water fishing. Yeah. It's just a just something that I like to do. I don't, I'm not super mad at them. I don't usually fish during the winter or anything like that. But yeah, summertime rolls around. There's not much else going on. You definitely ain't be able to find me out there trying to catch fish. Oh, exactly. And uh, you like to use a fly rod? Man, I do, uh, but I'm, I ain't no good at that either. <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I just kind of started fly fishing last summer. 
Um, picked it up a little bit, caught a few fish with it, but it's fun. I definitely love it. Oh my god, um, yeah. It it's it's awesome, but it's not my. Uh, I ain't I ain't good at it. <laughs> oh yeah no fly fishing like I, that's one of my favorite ways to fish like yeah for yeah, us, i can see that for, for us sure. like with all the trout streams we have available i mean you go out there and chase trout wet waiting all day like it's one of the yeah neatest things oh yeah but yeah no. and then uh flop industries you do some work with that as well yeah yeah that's uh so Flop is kind of the sister company that I'm involved. Yeah. Uh, doing a lot of fishing, like apparel, shirt, stuff like that. And we've also got a bait cooler, bait box coming out this summer. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's like a live bait, uh, pretty much a live bait cooler that runs off a lithium battery that will keep your live bait alive for a lot longer than just a normal one. So, oh, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I haven't got to do a whole lot with it yet, but it's getting to be about that time of the year. We're about to start rolling in and doing some flop stuff. So definitely excited to start doing that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And do you guys see that going anywhere? Um, kind of besides the peril and the um. I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. There's a, the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. You never know where we'll end up or yeah, what we'll end up doing. But but for now, that's where we're at with the apparel and the bait box. And we've got a couple other ideas. Um, Cody's got a couple of things up his sleeve. He's he's a sharp man when it comes to that type of stuff. So yeah. you never know what what he's gonna bring out next. But uh, but yeah, he's definitely got a couple of things up his sleeve. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that'll be uh that'll be cool to see that uh grow more as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of room for growth on that one. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I mean, the industry is very very big enough to uh, really grow it out. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, that's that's fun. I mean, I get to do that and do some fishing work with that. That'll yep. be that'll be sweet, man. Get some yes, sir. photography work and whatnot. Yep. And do you do Always. like most of the like photos for the decoys, like on the website and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, a lot of the product pictures and stuff like that take care of a lot of that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That'll be fun, man. I mean. It'll, uh, yep. sweep you on fishing today then? I think so, man. I think I'm going to try to go catch a few this afternoon before it gets dark here. Yeah, so, what are you chasing after? Eh, nothing crazy. I'm just going to go see if I can catch a few bass. I haven't been at all this year, so I got a little honey hole that I like to fish every once in a while, so I may slip down there and slide the old flat bottom in the water and spend an hour out there trying to catch one, but we'll see. Heard that. And what kind of camera are you using? Uh, I use a uh, oh shit, Canon 5D Mark IV. Okay. Uh, that's the body. You know, it's, it does everything I need it to do. I don't really know much about all the specs of it. So, yeah. But usually, I run that body with usually either a uh, 24 to 70 2.8 lens or 70 to 200 2.8, and then I've also got a uh, 60 to 600 that I use one sometimes though. A circle reach out there and use that for like bird photos, try to get photos of birds over decoys, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm running. Pretty keep it pretty simple. Yeah, uh, but. and then when you're like taking photos out in the field, is there like uh certain lens that you like to use that kind of just all around works? 
what did you say, wind? Yeah, that just kind of all around works for all the photography you'd yeah. be doing in the field. Yeah, definitely. Like if I could only take one lens yeah. to a hunt, uh, it would be the seventy two hundred, no doubt. Yeah, it's probably the most versatile. You know, seventy is close enough that it's by no means a wide angle, but it, it's close enough that I can make it work for those close shots. That two hundred is by no means a zoom lens, but two hundred's enough usually yeah. in a in a hunting scenario to be able to get bird photos and photos of people. And, Stuff like that. So yeah, seventy two hundred definitely be probably the most versatile yeah. hunting plan. Yeah, absolutely, brother. That's that's yep. sweet. That's a good deal. But uh, yeah, I don't want to yes, don't want to keep you for too much longer. I know you got to get to fishing. Uh, <laughs> but is there anything else that you'd like kind of cover before we kind of wrap things up here? Oh shit! Oh man, we we hit a lot of good stuff. I feel like yeah, yeah, we covered the map. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No. I, uh, no, just thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate the time. And appreciate you inviting me to take part. I appreciate you hopping on, brother. It was a, it was truly a treat. Yeah, man, I enjoyed it. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be able to do it. If you ever decide that you want to have a dumb redneck market call back on, just shoot me a message. I'll be glad. To <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it'll be good to, <laughs> good to meet you at the squad fest. I'm excited yeah. about that. We'll do it, man. Absolutely. All right, brother. Well, you take it easy and uh, go kill me a turkey. Oh, man. I'm going to try my best. appreciate you. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. See you, man. See ya. And that wraps things up today for Living the Guide Life. It was truly a treat to have Kate on. I've been following on social media for a while and really need to see kind of his path of what he's been taking and kind of his adventures that he's been able to go on. Um, and how that's made him a better photographer and the connections and friendships that he's made is just what hunting is really all about, guys. It's just such an atmosphere to build some of your best friendships. And I've learned that throughout the years. And so I hope you guys have been able to uh, share that experience as well. So on to the next. And I appreciate you guys listening and make sure to keep a lookout for that website because it's going to be fun. You guys are, are really going to enjoy it on being able to share my stories along the road and um, see those different films. So it's awesome. And you guys have a good one.